I'm Dr. Kim Carlucci, and welcome to Naturally You, the podcast for all things natural and self-healing. In this podcast, we will talk to different healing practitioners that will bring you different ideas on how to maintain your health naturally. Enjoy. Uh, welcome to Healthy You. I'm your host, Dr. Kim Carlucci, and today we are here with registered dietitian Alina D. Almeida. Am I saying that correctly? That's correct. All right, with effective lifestyle. Yeah, that that Portuguese always throws me off. <laughs> it's a tough last name, but you got it. Yeah, the E I or I E. Yeah, E I. Like off a bit. Okay, yeah. so today we're, we're here talking with Alina about um, how food can help you heal your body. This is a podcast about vitalism and how the body is capable of healing itself if given the right ingredient. Absolutely. So uh, tell me this. How did you get involved w- with becoming a registered dietitian? What brought you to that? Oh, okay. Well, wow, that goes back 10 years now, Dr. Kim. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be in the fashion industry, believe it or not. And uh, when it was time to decide on my career and I told my parents I want to do fashion, oh boy, they were completely against it. Right. So, you know, I started thinking, what do I enjoy to do? And I wasn't really sure, you know, going into college. But then my father was diagnosed with borderline diabetes. Yes. And... I panicked. I went with him to his first nutrition uh, consult, and I didn't even know about the field of nutrition at that time, you know, because all I could think about was fashion. <laughs> and uh, I learned so much with that dietitian that instructed my father that I was so inspired, and I went into the field myself. And to this day, my father does not have diabetes because he listens to me and he eats the right food. That's really awesome. So uh, if somebody were interested in becoming a dietitian, what advice would you give them in pursuing a career like that? Sure. Uh, The advice I would give them is to go for that RD, get your credentials. There is a difference between a nutritionist and a registered dietitian. It's quite hard to find a job as a nutritionist. You need those credentials. So you're going to have to go to school and study for that. It's a four-year degree. And then you have to do a one-year residency, which is very competitive because these schools only accept between eight and 10 girls out of a class of 200. So if you really want it, you have to somehow stand out. I volunteered at hospitals during my college degree. I wrote for the newspaper on nutrition. Wow. So doing something special, kind of like, you know, stand out so that you can get that fellowship. Wow. What? Okay. It, in your field, really, I know I'm in the health field, you're in the health field. What do you see the largest expansion of which disease that you need to treat people for? Sure. So I don't like to term this as a disease, but it is considered a disease and that is morbid obesity. Right. And I see so much of it, including in children that ages 12, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. Getting younger. Yes. Younger. And my, my, you know, my first diabetic child was like a year ago and he was like 11 years old, type two diabetes broke my heart, but the child was overweight. And by being overweight come all these other comorbidities. So in general, I see mostly the disease as obesity, but then being obese over time comes 
the diabetes, the high cholesterol, the high so blood pressure. Really like metabolic syndrome. Yes, absolutely. But exactly. But yeah, I see it too. It starts earlier and earlier. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's why it's so important to eat correctly. Now, do you see a lot of changes with the, with the dietary changes? Can you see reversal of diseases? Uh, so reversal of disease is difficult with diet. If the disease has, you know, gone to the point where you're diabetic, if you're borderline diabetic, like my father, and you take charge with diet and exercise and have lifestyle changes. Yes. I have seen people not become diabetic. However, once your body gets to the point of being diabetic, it's quite difficult. Your numbers can go down, How, like your glucose levels will get better and you may have to take less metformin or insulin, but the diabetes going away in general, I don't see that often, no. Do you find if you, you like get to the kids earlier or do you, or at that point, when they're getting uh, diabetes so young, okay, they're a two point question. So if you can, if you can get to it earlier, before it turns into a real stage, you or you kind of really answered this, then you can find reversals. Have you seen with the kids where it's more of a? So, go on. So with the with the kids, are you finding like like is it is it genetic more like where it's type one at the earlier ages, or it you know where type two is hitting them at just an earlier time, or what what do you see? Yeah, sure. Are, that's a great, great question. So type one, for the most part, you're born with it. And type two, there are lifestyle factors, for instance, you know, eating an unhealthy diet, not exercising enough. So I'm seeing type two in children, not so much type one. Okay. And what happens is most of the time, the parents who are either borderline diabetic or diabetic, and their children are starting to become overweight, they, luckily, they bring their child to me at a good age where I can address the problems and start to educate them before it goes to the point of diabetes. But sometimes, unfortunately, they come to me too late. Right. And then we just have to work on, you know, losing weight and becoming active and uh, making healthier choices so that, that uh, sugar does not spike. You know, it's, a, it's, right. a, it's hard with children because, you know, they, they see the kids at school eating pizza and all this other junk food. But, you know, it is very important. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you say that, like, that's, like, one of the biggest hurdles that that people have to face is what everybody else is doing and with them sticking, trying to stick to a stricter diet? Yes, I see that with, with children and young teens and adults. You know, I, have, I had a client the other day who was uh, expressing to me that, now, this was before Corona. This was about two or three weeks ago before it started getting really bad. She was doing so well on track on, you know, her, her new uh, healthy lifestyle approach that I, I instructed her to do. And she went to a shower and, uh, you know, she told me there were healthy options there, but everyone was eating the bad stuff. Right. And she's like, you know, and I'm at a party and I don't want to look like a health freak. And, you know, so she went, she went off the bandwagon for the day and, and then I asked her afterward, did you feel okay about it? How did you feel? And she's like, I regret it so much. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but a then, lot of people, they, you know, they're very influenced by what they see other people doing and they don't want to be different or they don't want to look like, you know, the health freak. And I do find that um, challenging for me to kind of not only instruct my clients how to eat, but give them the confidence to make those decisions at all times. 
Yeah, sometimes I feel like some people respond to more like fear-based, like mm-hmm. where it like be nearly, you know, at the point where the doctor says to them, you do this or you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do respond very quickly to that, yes. Some people, <laughs> some people do, and I find that some people just don't. I, you know, either they don't think it's going to happen or it's too hard or I, I'm not really sure what that is about that. I see but- a lot of fear-based response. Yes, I do. I really do. The, th- the one problem I do though, see, and this, this goes with everyone anyway, is just sticking to it. I see people going very strong. You know, they're afraid of getting sick, so they make drastic changes. But then, you know, six months later, they revert to their old habits. Right, and right. that's why it's, it's so like important. <laughs> it's, but it's so important as a dietitian to educate your client that this is a lifestyle change. There is no such thing as a quick fix or a three-month diet. Eventually, if you revert to your old eating habits, you're going to go right back to where you were before. You're going to go right back to where you were yeah. before. So that's a lifestyle change, you know, and that's, that's my philosophy. <laughs> right. So, so tell me this, since you're in that field, and I know I see you on Facebook, you, you do like your good food. I see you with a lot of the Michelin chefs. Oh, yeah. Correct. I love my food. <laughs> so my my question: This may be off. It, it's it, within the diet, but maybe with off the dietary track. Mm-hmm. But is there somebody that is most influential to you? Oh, absolutely. That would be Chef Guy Savoie. He is a three star Michelin chef based in Paris in a, a restaurant called Monet de Paris. Oh, sounds. Oh, the food is fantastic. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Oh, it's so great. And they have a garden on the top, you know, so they, they produce their own herbs and they grow some vegetables. And, wow. and you know, I did a lot. Of- was your, and I, how do you pronounce his name again? So his name is Guy, but it's spelled as like Guy. So G-U-Y. In Paris. Yes, I've in Paris. And, uh, you know, he is so inspirational to me. I was able to spend time with him in the kitchen, and he he shared with me a whole, a whole bunch of his recipes, which I thought was great. And what I really like about this chef is that he is constantly changing the menu so that it's a seasonal menu. He uses vegetables that are in season, and he gets up at four in the morning and goes to the, the butcher shop himself and chooses, you know, the meats. He goes to the fish market. Everything is fresh. You know, there is um, there is controversy over whether we we in in general, when I say we meaning the world should be eating a regional and seasonal diet. And if oh really uh, controversy, how I think it's great. Yeah, I you know, because the uh, with the advent of, you know, with the you can get food from all over the place from California now in this region or from, you know, oranges up north here. There is um, talk about how if you're, you almost become, your body becomes um, intolerant to things that aren't supposed to be here at different times. Interesting. Okay, so, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, there's been like a, a lot in my uh, functional medicine talks about that and how um, you can probably reduce inflammation if you can find things that are being eaten in the diet that are kind of out of season. That's a very interesting thing that I need to look into more. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Oh, that's very interesting because, you know, I'm all forward, forward, uh, like less emission and less transportation of goods and supporting the local farmers. 
Right. But if, if there is, you know, scientific proof that, you know, exposing our body to certain foods from other places to prevent inflammation because of, you know, perhaps an antibody, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's pretty interesting. I'm not sure about the, I mean, it's just something that I've been taught. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about the science behind it. Sure. Something I would have to look into, but that's been, um, yeah, talk- something- Quite a Something bit. we can look into and discuss another time with your your listeners. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I have one more question, actually, maybe two. But sure. if you had one thing you would increase or decrease that would Im- improve the body's function, what would it be? From anywhere from what do you think is the most important? Increasing exercise, decreasing stress, increasing um, greens, increasing sure. what what thoughts on that? Sure, sure. So, you know, as a dietitian, I'm going to tell you to increase everything good, right? Yeah. (laughs) But I'll I'll try to keep it specific here and give you a couple pointers. So, you know, stress is very important to reduce in your life because a lot of people, most people, when they're stressed, they turn to food and they eat unhealthy food. So if you can, you know, get a handle on your stress with some daily meditation or getting a massage, you know, taking care of your body with some, you know, going to a chiropractor, you know, just taking care of yourself, reducing the stress, stress, you're going to tend to avoid picking on bad foods and eating more than you should. Now exercise, definitely do more. When you exercise, not only are you burning calories, but you're also releasing feel good endorphins. You're going to feel so much better in general. If you start your day off with some exercise, your day usually ends up ending well. And finally, water, 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 water. water. We do not drink enough water. And you know, our, we, our bodies confuse hunger and thirst. A lot of times we're just thirsty. Right. You know? And uh, believe it or not, you know, I've never had a client come to me that told me they drank enough water. They had to learn with me. Most people are drinking eight ounces, 12 ounces a day. You know, we need 64 to 80 ounces a day of water. And if you could drink right. more than that, that's wonderful. So if you just drink some more water, lessen the stress in your life, you know, exercise. Of course, there are other things, you know, as a dietitian, I would recommend eating foods that, for instance, if you don't understand the ingredients on the label, it's probably not something you want to put in your body. Right. You know, eat whole foods, things that come from the earth, you know, from our planet, like, you know, vegetables and fruits and meat, you know, things like that, legumes. So those are my eat more, do less, less stress, more water, more exercise, and uh, yeah, and and more real food. Right. Excellent. Excellent. So much. It was uh, awesome speaking with you today. Sure. It was so great to hear from you. I hope that you are keeping safe during this crazy time. Yes. And everyone else out there, everybody stay home. Everybody stay home. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Sending you hugs. The faster they stay home, the faster we get to Absolute. Uh, summer. Back, yeah, back to reality. <laughs> Don't ruin summer. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Kim. It's great to hear from you. You too. Take care. Take Alina. care, Dr. Kim. Bye. Bye. You have just heard the podcast Naturally You with Dr. Kim Carlucci and our guest, Alina D. Almeida, registered dietitian. You can find her at Instagram at Effective Lifestyle.